Jordan is on best. Harper's on middle. Play together, they believe. Um, if there's Levert, it's cold. Levert, back in. Speed. Oh, he's a one-man wrecking crew. Holiday, shot clock down to six. Finds Warren. Welcome to another edition of the Indie Corners podcast. This is your host, Mark Schindler. As always, before we get started today, if you haven't already, please be sure to rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts, of course. Uh, check us out over at Indie Corners as well. Read us there. Uh, be sure to send us any thoughts, comments, a- anything. We're always interested in engaging with you and hearing what you think. I'm joined today by Tom Lewis. Tom, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Somehow, some way, we made it to the end of the regular season. So now it's on to the postseason and yeah. hopefully the playoffs, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's really weird to think that it's the end of the regular season. Uh, I'm trying not to let it hit me yet. It's kind of a good thing. I got to the point a couple of games ago where I was just like, all right, let's just, <laughs> let's just let's forward it on. I'm not sure what else we're going to learn from this season and how everything's going on given yeah. the last couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, I think we could hit on just looking at some of the recent games like tonight, or I guess today it was at one o'clock in Eastern time. So definitely not tonight. Uh, O'Shea Brissett was awesome. Uh, Part of it was the Raptors played six guys, so you have to take it with a grain of salt, given it's not even six starters, um, which shouts to them. That was that was kind of uh, a little blatant, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, watching O'Shea shoot, like I, I continue to be so impressed with O'Shea. Like I keep waiting for him to have a shooting regression, and he did for like two or three games, but then he, he I mean, tonight, I mean, God damn, I said tonight again, but today – I mean, what was he like? Four of six from deep, something like that. It might have been even yeah, more. five of eight. Yeah, it's five of eight. Yeah, I was gonna say. With thirty-one points, like just fantastic game all around from him. Was good on defense. Uh, had some really nice plays in transition. Uh, I was just really impressed with this game today all around. Yeah, and, and you know, I was gonna say it doesn't matter who who they're playing. Um, I, I kind of laugh. I was like, well, they they broke that streak of of. Uh, losses on the road at Toronto, but they weren't really playing the Raptors. They were playing a bunch of guys in Raptors uniforms. Yeah. And they were in Tampa. But hey, it counts. Uh but uh on Brissett, you know if if he gets eight looks even at Knowles and Garden them and then knocks out five in a game, I mean that's that's a great, you know, um and, and seeing him uh be that threat and, and be aggressive like that. It was uh, good to see. And against, you know, his old team, he was playing with them earlier this year. Um, the, the, the whole Raptors thing is crazy with, uh, you know, I love Kyle Lowry out for rest on the last day of the season. That was just the chef's kiss of all yeah. this <laughs> craziness for that team. But, um, but with Brissett, it, you know, he just kind of showed everything that, um, he brought, you know, what initially he played so well, you know, and, you know, it kind of been a little up and down, but today it was great to see him, you know, showing all that versatility and, and, you know, what he can bring to this team with his size playing the four and, and being a little dynamic and, and man, when he gets it going, beat him. It was fun to watch. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I mean, just to, to highlight it, it'll be up after tonight. 
or gosh darn it, today. I mean, those 16 straight starts, which is kind of wild to think about. Uh, it doesn't feel like he's been playing that long, but yeah, 16 straight starts. Um, if you, I, I don't know how to factor in today's numbers because I can't math, but uh, in the 15 games prior, 12 points, seven rebounds, a block and a steal, um, you know, 45% from the field, just about 40% from three on four and a half a game, 77% from the line. He was actually, that's one of the things we haven't talked about a lot. Like he, he's gotten to the line with some consistency, mm-hmm. which has been really nice. Um, I don't know if that's something that's going to continue, but he got there nine times tonight. Um, I, I'm just going to pretend I don't say it anymore. Uh, but yeah, he's been, he's been fantastic. It's been really cool to see him grow. And one of the real highlights of the kind of low last month of the season Um how with Karis is I mean Karis went out tonight he had a pretty hard fall uh and went out with a I think they listed as a migraine after um, are you worried about that at all I felt like it was just kind of you know they had the game pretty well in hand and they kept Karis out you know not really worth playing him through and I would agree with that yeah I mean the the term migraine is a killer because it um it's kind of like you know, on a different level of concussion, like you never know what it takes to clear somebody from that. Yeah, I think uh, Bjorkman mentioned at the game that Levert said he had had migraines when he was younger. So I don't know if it, you know, has triggered something or if it, it was, like you say, just, um, you know, more of a headache that that's not going to be something that's going to linger. Hopefully not. Uh, I'm sure they'll they'll know more uh, by tomorrow, but. Um, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I think Brockman, it seems like it's ready to go probably on Tuesday, and it would suck to not have LeVert available all of a sudden. If you're, if you're going to be in a play, you might as well win. Um, and uh, uh, hopefully, uh, they don't have another setback in, in the injury list. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, another thing I want to hit on too before we even move on to anything else. Uh, Keelan Martin has played really well recently too. Um, like the defense has been really promising. Uh, it's always kind of been there. Like we've seen flashes of it, but he shot really well, just made good decisions. I mean, this last week, and again, it's not accounting for today because the stats aren't factoring in on basketball reference yet, but I mean, he's shooting 48% from three, which that's definitely not going to continue, but 52% from the field. He has actually not gotten to the line once. Uh, even including today. I, I mean, today was his first trip to the free throw line in eight games, um, which is kind of funny and just a little humorous in that way. But what have you thought of him? Because I felt like he actually has looked like a rotation player over the last uh, last week. And that's part of it is, uh, you know, um, who, who he's playing against. But he's played – I mean, I, I selected that sample size. He's played double-digit minutes in every game, and it hasn't just been garbage yeah. time. Um, so that's been a little bit interesting. I, I don't know if he's going to factor into any kind of play in or playoff rotation. Probably not. But um, I mean, do you think this maybe changes the course of whether or not the team will keep him around next year? Because his his next year is non guaranteed for him. Yeah, and I mean, I, I I feel like he's done a good job of seizing the opportunity. Um, he kind of got a little bit of an opportunity, and then his. Um, uh, you know, kind of pulled the door open and, and, and made himself, um, you know, a, a more of a key player, obviously, with all these injuries. Um, you know, a lot of that, you know, was, was a desperation on some level. But, you know, against the Lakers, you saw that he closed out the game 
as they were coming back and making a run. And so Doug McDermott, who also had a good game going offensively, but it was because he was a little more versatile. And, um, you know, if they leave him open, he'll step in that three without hesitating. And he shoots it pretty well, as you said. And I honestly, after driving home that Lakers game, I kind of was thinking about some things. And I, I literally said to myself, like, whatever happens with Keenan Martin, he's showing he's, he's an NBA rotation guy. I mean, he, he, he can play a role. And uh, that's cool to see because, uh, you know, he had to work his way into that. Um, after a you know pretty solid, really good career at Butler, um, where it seemed like he was just going to be a solid pro in, in this vein, I think. Uh, but it's just taking a while, you know. And uh, I have been real, real, you know, happy to see him in there. And I feel like, you know, when a guy's in there, it's like you, you can tell if you're competent or not. And the way he's been playing, it's like, oh, good, you know, feeling good. Um, we're covering that, and I think. You know, he and Brissett kind of allow them, you know, to defend a little differently because they have a little more size. Um, and, and, you know, against the Lakers, it, that was like the ultimate test. And um, they were hanging out, you know. I mean, Pacers didn't have LeBron, unfortunately, but, um, you know, they, they gave all they had. And uh, it, that's been, you know, there, there have been, you know, since – have a bottom dropped out with all these injuries and all the joke and news and all that. Um, the way that that every, everyone on the roster who's been available has been fighting and playing and, and scrapping has been, you know, a, a testament to the whole group and uh, and really has been been kind of a bright spot to end the, end the regular season on. Yeah, no, I definitely I would agree with that. Um, well, I think I would I would add to um, I want to hit on two other young players before we kind of highlight moving forward. Um, Goga really has not played well probably the last week of ball, of ball since the, the I don't want to say incident because that sounds dismissive, but since the <laughs> spat that he and Greg Foster had, he just hasn't really played well. I, I think that's fair to say. Um, like, didn't really have a, any particularly awesome moments today. Uh, I mean, he was fine in the Lakers game, but I didn't think he was he was awesome. Um, I mean, how have you felt all around about how Goga's played recently? Yeah, I mean, he there may be a little confidence thing there, I think. Um, I was, you know, with, with Sabonis out yesterday as well, um, and, you know, Goga played in about 30 minutes, which is good. And that, to me, it was like, that was a stat I wanted to see at the end for him, regardless yeah. of what he did with how many minutes he played. Because playing minutes against a quality opponent is just going to be helpful. And, you know, he got caught a few times trying to go up soft um, against uh, Drummond and, and Davis and them, and, and um, he paid for it. So, I mean, that's, that's got to be a learning experience. I'm, I'm sure it, it, you know, frustrates him and, and probably – um, doesn't help his confidence at this point, but you kind of got to work your way through that. Um, and, you know, today I didn't even play as much and, and kind of feel like, you know, I, I don't know what, obviously, we're on a game-to-game basis here, but um, um, I, don't, I don't know that, you know, he's going to be the guy that puts him over the edge on Tuesday at that, that playing game right now. So he's got some, got some work to do as usual, but... Um, uh, I also feel like he's kind of that guy who's like kind of streaky. And if things are going good, he's feeling good. And, and he goes, plays better. And 
if he has you know doesn't, doesn't play that well, he kind of gets down and then he plays even worse. So um, that that's you know got to mature as a pro and and be able to uh, you know manage the good with the bad going forward. So uh, but yeah, it, it hasn't been great. Um, you know, other than that, you know, I, I think that the, the big mess against the Lakers was good, but but you know what what he did and, and uh, where he came up short was was kind of glaring. So um, I think you know we'll see we'll see what we get from him on on Tuesday. But he obviously has plenty to work on <laughs> going yeah. into the offseason. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> last guy I want to hit on too. Um, so there was like kind of this deal made about Cassius getting playing time and it, again did not play at all today which i thought was kind of weird considering the game um and it never really was all that close um so i was kind of surprised he didn't get playing time today um and i he really didn't even play that much the last couple of games i think he played like 15 combined minutes in the last three games but um i mean what have you thought of him in, in his like kind of limited stint with the pacers uh the last week or so um and just overall yeah, I mean he's he's a guy. I, mean, I think I've mentioned this before that I think um, he's so kind of raw with his game, um, and he's physically, you know, he can move and he can get the spots and jump. And it seems like, oh my God, this guy has got everything you need, but he really doesn't have the NBA game yet. Um, you know, I mean, and again, I know. People talk about him like he was a first-round pick a lot of yeah. times, I feel like, as far as the expectation. He was one of the last picks in the second round. Um, and it was a flyer because it was like everyone felt he came out too early, you know. Um, so I think, you know, anytime he gets on the court, it's good. And, um, and you know, I, look, I'm comparing here now to Keelan Martin. You know, you see that the the – grind that he has had to go through to get another opportunity here to play. You know, he had some um, stints with, with Minnesota where he played, um, but didn't stick, you know, and then now, you know, he's kind of developing something with the Pacers that it may be, you know, you know, kind of hope he sticks with the Pacers, but if not, you know, someone else probably will give him a, a chance. But, you know, I, I think Cassius is going to have to go through that grind as well to, to earn um, more minutes uh, at this point because I, I just feel like his game is just too raw and like you know you gotta know what you're doing you gotta be in the right spots and you, and you gotta make good decisions um, and he he needs some time but at the same point you know I think especially Bjorker now um, and these guys who are playing I mean they don't want to lose even though you know people may they, they don't care if they win. These guys are, you know, playing for their careers. So, um, so and, and that's how Bjorkman's coaching it, obviously. So, the, you know, it, that's just how I view the whole, I guess, picture and reasoning maybe why he, he didn't play. And, and, you know, today it doesn't surprise me because it seems like he's not going past nine guys. Yeah. As it is, it's usually eight, you know, and then a guy plays a few minutes and, and with the bonus back. That was it. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, Cash is just a freaking big old summer league. He's been helping of minutes and then uh, a good preseason, and, and we'll see, see what 
see how he develops. Um, but I think right now for, for the bulk of that team where they're at, you know, he's just not gonna um, gonna have that role, unfortunately. I guess for those who want to see him more. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Um, Kayla and I talked a little bit about him on the last pod too, and it's just uh, it's. I think some of the expectations were a little bit too high for him. Um, and I don't mean that to sound like uh, unfair to him, but just, I mean, he got yeah. talked about like he was a first round pick. And I mean, I think mm. some people had a, a, a first round grade on him, but for the most part, I mean, he fell because of how raw he was. And we saw that a lot this year. And I think he's somebody who I really hope will stick with the Mad Ants because if, uh, you know, if he gets more opportunity to really work on his game, um, I think he'll he'll be something. Um, but again, it's just all about getting the right opportunity and we'll see if it happens with the Pacers. I hope it does. Uh, we're yeah, going to take, he has all the parts, you know, I mean, yeah. no, I was just going to say, I mean, he, he has all the, you know, whatever the ingredients for the recipe. Yeah. You know, just got to figure out how to, how to blend it all together and, and, and make it cook and serve it up. Yeah, most definitely. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about the, uh, the game coming up on Tuesday and a little bit of future implications from there. All right, welcome back. So, obviously, the, the Indiana Pacers are going to be playing in the 9-10 uh, playing game on Tuesday against the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I guess the first question I would ask you, Tom, is how do you feel about this matchup? Because it was either going to be the Hornets or the Wizards, um, which, you know, I think given how recent meetings have gone, um, I think it's probably a little bit better that they're facing the Hornets. The Wizards have really peaked recently. I think they're 17 and uh, 17 and nine, or it would be 18 and nine now after today. Um, since I think March 1st or right around there, uh, they've been on just on a, on a, on a tear. Um, so, I mean, how do you feel about this matchup in general going into it? Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think they got the better end of the matchup here. Based on, um, you know, those last two matches with the Wizards and how uh, how rough that was. Um, and, you know, obviously the Pacers played well in the second game, but then they ended up still letting it slip away. You know, the matches with Charlotte haven't been much better, and, and they're actually – I feel like um, even though they've been struggling to get wins again, it seems like they kind of have all their guys back, obviously, except for Gordon Hayward. Um, so it's not going to be – uh, an easy matchup, I know. Uh, we want to uh, shout out to Caitlin for a good piece on um, the matchup with the Hornets and, and um, the way they switch defense, kind of similar to the Pacers, but um, but do it in a different way that was has been effective against the Pacers. So uh, we'll see what adjustments they make. I'm, I'm interested to see, real interested to see how it – I'm kind of assuming Brodman's going to be back because I know he was kind of close the last two days. And, and I mean, maybe he doesn't, he, he gives it, I, I figured at least give it a go and see, you know, if he can play and if he can't, you know, maybe bow out. But if he, if he is good to go, then be interesting to see kind of if they change the approach now that, you know, and again, if Levert can go, um, you know, the dynamic, between Levert and Sabonis has changed with Bradman out there. And I wonder how uh, they may recommend tweak things to adjust for that um, by, you know, getting Bradman back in there. But um, so I, again, with all those injuries and, and the moving parts, it's 
Either one's going to be a tougher matchup, but I, I, you know, the, the, the getting the Hornets and getting them at home um, should should be about as good as you can hope for the Pacers right now. Yeah, no, I agree, and I uh, I think that's a really good point with Malcolm because how long has it been since Malcolm's played now? Like two weeks? It's got to be around there. Yeah, I mean, it feels longer, but yeah, um, and and just it, it, you know the the, the way that that Levert and Sabonis have been working together at, at times has been, you know, when they've both been <laughs> healthy, they, they, they also have been dinged up, but, um, you know, they've been making them work. And so maybe you, you leave Malcolm off the ball more or, you know, I don't know I, exactly what um, I'm, just, I'm just thinking about entering him back in the mix and, and thinking, you know, you don't just want to go back to exactly what you were doing before because, Obviously, Sabonis and Lambert have been so productive together of late that you want to make sure that they keep keep going like that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. For trying to find out how to reintegrate that is going to be really interesting um, because of yeah, like you mentioned. I mean, the Lavert Sabonis two man game has been uh, pretty awesome, frankly. Like yeah. the. Yeah. The defense has not been good. I don't. It's not on them. It's just the all, all in all, the defense hasn't been good. I know some there was yeah. there were some indicators that was maybe better, but really, I mean, they were conceding over 125 points per game to, to teams that were going to be in the play-in or better. So that's that's not good. You know, the defense yeah. was untenable. I don't. I, I think the team maybe was more competitive defensively, but they were still were not good. Just frankly, but. Yeah, like you mentioned, so I, I always lead with a nice jab before I even, uh, even you know, talk about anything positive. But um, I try and be optimistic, you know, and be fair. Yeah. But like, yeah, with uh, it, it's a it's such a great point because I think in some regards we really saw like as good of uh, as good as Domas has been, like just in general. Like this last week was just absurd offense from him i'm pulling up the stats right now but like oh i know i mean is the amount of movement going on around him and like the, some of the shooting luck was probably on us on, on the pacer side too because it felt like they shot pretty well in all the games again i don't have the stats right in front of me but it just in, in terms of pure feel it felt like it um but yeah so since uh domas is back and again this is excluding today uh and the lakers game uh so eight game stretch so from may 1st through the may 13th when they lost to the bucks um, in eight games, he's shooting 61 and a half percent from the field, 42.9% from three, 74% from the mm. line of four trips a game, 23 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists to three and a half turnovers. That's freaking ridiculous. Like, and yeah. if you include today, I mean, I think he had a, what, 20, 25, 10 and, and six today somewhere right around there. Like, I mean, what yeah, we've seen from him uh, offensively. Is just, 16 rebounds and, yeah, five yeah. assists. So, yeah, it's, it's been it's been ridiculous offensively from Bill Moss. Yeah. And, yeah, it seems like it's been going on for a good month and a half. But, um, and, you know, a lot of times, I mean, his scoring is still, you know, pretty high. But it seems like a lot of his best games have been where he's been in the teens and scoring. But, the assists are alive. Yeah, rebounds are all over the place, and then you know everybody else has also got, you know, they got four, four or five other guys in double figures, and, and it seems like that's that's been the best uh, formula for this group um, when they can spread it around like that. But yeah, it, it is. Talk about going under the radar. I mean, those 
the production from Sabonis has been absolutely nuts. And, um, and you know, a lot of it, you know, combined with, with LeBert, um, that duo has been, been pretty impressive. And again, they're not slowing anybody down at the other end, but um, they're, they're getting those buckets and, and that's, you know, really fun to watch. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just like looking at Karras' numbers too, and he's, he's in the same boat. I mean, he played against the Lakers, but then played against Milwaukee. And it's again, not including today, but like in May, uh, 44% from the field, which is fine. Uh, 39% from 39.6% from three on six a game, which has been awesome. Cause he's really found his yeah. shot recently. Uh, 5.6 trips to the line and he's shooting 86.7% from there. 26 points per game, five boards, seven and a half assists to three and a half turnovers. Like, I mean, just combining their stat lines again, I do want to point out, like, I think I saw somebody throw out that, well, multiple people actually, that, that Karras is better than prime Victor in 17, 18. I just, I disagree with that because there's two sides to the ball and not that Karras has been like awful defensively, but I think that really discounts a lot of what Vic did, but also like just the pace has been absurd. Like a lot of it is just, Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's – I mean, it feeds into both ends. Like, a lot of times it feels like the pace feeds into their defense also just not being as good because um, you're asking a lot of these guys to, you know, run 90 miles per hour on offense and get back on defense. Um, it's just physically very difficult to do. Um, but point being, I mean, even even with juice numbers, like, the numbers are amazing. Like, what they've done yeah. in, in the month of May has been pretty absurd. Yeah, I, I – I... That there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of media folk who, if you show them that, would be like, what? Wow. What have we been missing? Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's been, and you know, when you're, when you're watching the games, you see it, it's like, yeah, they're, they're, they're running it out there. Um, and it does, it, it amazingly, you know, those seem like dodgy numbers on some level, but um, I think it works because they're able to get the other guys involved as well. <laughs> um well yeah to, that's the thing i mean they're combining yeah, karis and Domas yeah. are combining for i think almost 19 assists together all, all those yeah, exactly and so um when, when the the other guys are catching in the assists um then that helps you know free them up to, to get their shots so um yeah that's let's get offense yeah definitely um so i guess i would say going into tuesday's game uh, what do you think the rotation is going to look like? I mean, I'm, I'm feeling it's probably going to be seven or eight guys. I'm not expecting it to be uh, too deep considering the way that they're going to approach the game. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to think about, you know, Charlotte's rotation. I think I feel like they've been having Zeller off the bench. So um, I'm just wondering if, I guess one guy who could be an odd, odd man out, maybe could be Doga potentially. Um, I I would be kind of surprised. I guess I shouldn't say I'd be surprised if he doesn't play because, I mean, I guess the way I look at it is, uh, you know, if, if Charlotte, like, I don't think Bismack Biombo is going to play. They've played him like a pretty decent amount this year and just, he's probably not going to play for them. I'd be surprised. Um, But I mean, anything's possible. They might want to throw him at Domas to see how that works. But also like, I just like, it, are you confident in a five-man unit from the from the Pacers going five out and without a center against the Hornets running five out without a center? Because their unit that's five out without a center is is really damn good. And I, I don't know if I have that same yeah. level of confidence in a Pacers unit. Yeah, 
And I mean, it, it seems like that's who they were starting. I mean, they didn't start, you know, beyond Bowers-Zeller today and beyond Bowers-Zeller today. So um, that's what I'm thinking, you know, it may be more Dakar Sampson in there. I, you know, I, I think Bjorkman ruled out Miles Turner today. So um, I'm, I feel like I mentioned earlier, I feel like we're going to have Ryman at least. So, um, so that would move, you know, yeah, probably uh, just just into the bench, I guess. Um, and again, there's no shooter set in the starting lineup. Um, but uh, so yeah, I mean, I feel like they could they could stay a little smaller, and then it would be a matter of whether they, I guess, went with Gogo or, or Keith Martin. And again, I guess that would depend on those matchups if they're going to have that smaller lineup. There, I'd rather have Martin out there, honestly. Yeah. Um, just the way he's been playing and the threat he can give you at offense if they leave him alone. Um, so, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they go more than eight. Um, I, I just don't see see that happen the way things have gone this year. Um, I think they'll, they'll throw everything they have at this one. And uh, so hopefully they'll have enough hands on deck to get it done. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, too, it's worth noting, like you just mentioned, I mean, even if they do win this game and then they would go on to uh, – I mean, they would play the winner of the uh, the other playing game, right, if I have it correct? No, they play the loser. Uh, oh, they play the Celtics. loser, my bad. Yeah, yeah to get the – Celtics the Wizards. Um, but, yeah, even if, even if they're able to win out in the playing scenario to get to the A seed, um, you know, I – it, it just miles is not going to be back. It, I would say it, it really right. just, yeah. I mean, no. yeah. I, I made it sound like that's some, some big take. No, that's pretty obvious. I mean, he hasn't been practicing yeah. or anything, but um, cause they, they haven't officially ruled him out yet, but I think that's also because they just aren't sure yeah. that they'll even be in the play in, I mean, playoffs. I say. Yeah. I think, I think Brogdon just mentioned he, he didn't expect him to play in. That's all he said, but I mean, I agree. I, I don't, I just don't see it happening. I don't yeah. think he's been like, trending towards doing any work on the court that would um, have him considering coming back. So, um, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So last thing I want to ask before we, uh, before we get out of here, um, what do you want to happen on Tuesday night? Because, uh, you know, if Tony, Tony put it out today on Twitter um, and it was something I've been thinking about already, and part of the reason why I'm a little bit weary of them in the play is just, uh, you know, if they were to lose in the play-in, they could draft as high as 11th, I think, given what mm -hmm. happened with San Antonio losing today. And uh, I can't remember which other team they lost. But point being, they could draft as high as 11th, but if they um, were to make it to the playoffs, they could end up drafting, like, 16th. And that makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. And – I uh, I don't know. Like, where are you at with? I, I mean, maybe saying what you want to happen is different. Like, we're, but but what are you? What are you? What do you think would be best for the Pacers to have happen personally? Uh, it is interesting because there's so many so many balls in the air right now with Bjorkman and all, obviously the roster. Um, but I, I feel like if there are going to be roster moves made, um, I don't know that the draft pick will matter as much. Um, and in fact, it may not even be here because they're coupling it with, with a player. Um, so honestly, as we're talking about, you know, we're talking about these guys developing and playing together and you know, whether it's like 
the bonus on the bird guys, you kind of hope for the four guys you on board, or if it's younger guys who are getting an opportunity. Um, personally, I'd rather have them just go as far as they can go. Now, my confidence in them going past Tuesday <laughs> is not strong, um, you know, but, you know, this is the Pacers, and, and I, I, it feels like strange things happen with this team <laughs> at the wrong time or the right time, depending on how you're looking at, but all of a sudden, they, you know, I mean, they are playing um, at, a, at a better level, and it would shock me if they won on Tuesday. I just don't see them getting all the way into that eight seed. Um, but if they did, I, I mean, honestly, go, go to the playoff games would be a good thing. Um, even if it is against the Sixers, but, um, uh, it, it would be a remarkable, uh, I think achievement for a lot of these guys, but, um, I, I, I understand where, where Tony is coming from what you're saying, as far as, you know, you want to just get the highest seed possible at this point. Um, so, I mean, I honestly, if I had to say one or the other, I, I, I would just say lose and get that 11. Um, just because this is such a, uh, uh, you know, quagmire of uh, a mess. And, and you know, it, it's not going all the way to the, you know, the finals, let alone, uh, I don't think a, a first round playoff win. So, um, with all that's gone on, you know, what, what's the best result they can get um, to go into the offseason with? And that's probably getting the highest draft pick possible. Because, like I said, they're going to have to tweak and, and they're going to need as many assets as, as they can have. And, and that would be the best one. But it's, if I'm watching the game, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be rooting for them to lose. It's, it's a strange thing. Yeah, but, no, um, I agree. Like, I'm certainly not rooting you know for them to lose. But it's uh, it's just, I think I would feel very differently if, say, TJ had just come back like two weeks ago or something, and and was done rehabbing and was right. was getting back on court, and and Miles was coming back, and like if you knew the whole team was going to be together and there was an opportunity to see them do something in the playoffs, Absolutely. I'd feel differently. Yeah. But like right now, I just don't think we're going to get anything. We're, we're not going to have anything extra to go off of from any data points we collect in this, in my opinion. Like I. Maybe we'll see Karis do something cool in the playoffs or, or maybe not. I don't know. I mean, anything could happen. And, I mean, there's always something good to playoff experience, I think. But I agree, ultimately. Like, I just I just don't know if we're going to really get anything um, that or, – or that the front office would get anything that's going to change their opinion in, in the next week or two. Um, but we'll see. I, I agree. I ultimately think that the getting the – getting a higher pick would be better for them. Um, in the long run, but but we'll see what happens. Like we talked about previously, it's all about you know what's um, it's about the guys who are on the roster right now and what they're able to do. So we'll see what happens with them. And I'm I'm excited. I, I think that they have a good chance on on Tuesday against the Hornets, and it'll be fun to see them yeah. try and take that series back uh, after going down two one. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, Tom. Uh, I'm sure we'll 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 of course be back on Tuesday night for better or for worse. <laughs> Um, have plenty to talk about, so I'll, I'll see you then. To, do you have any parting words before you get out of here? Uh, no, I think uh, just you know, one more game, and and you know, that's, that's all we got left. And then you, just one more, and then maybe one more, and then who knows? But uh, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I I feel like this season has been such a 
uh, a crazy, crazy run around the league. And um, I thought it was a perfect finish today playing a Toronto team in Tampa with nobody with the injury list full. And, and it was like, yeah, this season, this season can end and, and it'd be fine. So, um, you know, go get them on Tuesday. But, you know, it's not. We'll be able to move on. We will not weep. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, all right, awesome. Well, uh, I, uh, thanks again, Tom. To everyone listening, uh, thank you for listening. Of course, have a good rest of your day. We'll be back on Tuesday.